Hey folks, this is Chris, the sous chef of this dive bar kitchen we call Out of the Forest with my pre-show rigmarole. First up, we apologize for the delays on our Twitter and the lack of pre-show updates. It's a busy time of year for all of us. Not that I think too many people look forward to me delaying the start of the podcast, but still. We appreciate the collection of people that are listening to us regularly so much. Speaking of people we appreciate, I'd like to thank at RatXing and at MyWaywardSoul for following us on Twitter. I'd also like to thank Steven for the fantastic meme he sent us on Twitter. We all enjoyed it a great deal. Do you have a meme for us? Want to say hello? Or perhaps just want to tell us how you think we're doing a bad job? Reach out to us on Twitter or Gmail. We are at TheForestCast on Twitter, and our email address is outoftheforestcast at gmail.com. While you're at it, please consider rating us on Apple Podcasts. I've heard that's important. Or tell your friends, which I know is important. We're just a bunch of randos playing a game on the internet, We really don't get more listeners unless people talk about us. Thanks again to all our regular listeners, both those we know and those we don't, and I'll let you get to the show. Last time on Out of the Forest. Uh, You see a woman of about 36 as you approach her. Um, She is channeling this magic. She is dressed up. Looks to actually be a a junior camper uniform, but like like the kind that Camp Master Herrera was wearing. Uh, So probably one of the adult volunteers. When we were putting up, we were trying to put up the wards, we were sabotaged by another spellcaster. They were wearing a Camp Master uniform. That's very troubling news to say. I'll do some digging, see if I can't figure anything out. See if anyone here isn't on the normal rosters. I'll let you know what I find out. We gotta go in the silver mines. They're home of a serial killer. My name is that moral ambiguity known to trees as they darken the forest floor. You can call me Moral. Moral works. Moral is gone. Um, and they never were there. Hopefully we'll uh, all be friends. Absolutely, Toby. Nothing to worry about. You're all safe here. So, Kerninos, you concentrate on your uh, divine energies and will this uh, fey circle into existence. Uh, and you see the mushrooms just very gradually growing out of the dirt uh, in a perfect ring around the campsite. And you, uh, with your divine sight, see the mystical shimmer in the air. I am not going to break into this dude's house because I don't know if anybody's in there, but I'm going to pitch a tent very, just, for, not for, not too far off from it. It is currently scouting out the area, in any sense. It is seeking out holes in security, places it can slink in and destroy and remove what it needs to. The creature is in the camp, and, um, well, if... Campus are leaving the campsites. It's going to kill them. I need you to scare someone well enough that they call another camp lockdown. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a bunch of shelter dogs hoping that they're the one you take home. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am your Chris, and I am your GM slash keeper, and I am joined by my players. I'm Evan, and I play Baron. I'm Dominic, and I play Karen Nunes. I'm Jessica, and I play Enif. 
and I'm Alistair, and I play Isaac. All right. Um, so I suppose what I want to tackle first for this session is the person who we didn't really tackle at the end of last time. We'll say the morning has gone on a bit, and Enith, you wake up uh, at some point in the morning. You're not quite sure when as you, you blearily rise from your sleeping bag from a, a night's sleep that was uncharacteristically non-comfy. H- how how comfy is Enos bed at home? I, I want to get a feeling for for how bad of a sleep they got in the sleeping bag. I imagine Enif having is one of those people that has a like um, an unneeded amount of blankets and pillows. Like it's it's basically all blankets and pillows, so a very soft sleep. All right, I'm I'm glad that I've got a good read on Enif's character because that was exactly what I was imagining for <laughs> them. Which is this big? I was actually imagining like a big circular bed, just full yeah, of exactly. pillows and just co- they, like billowing blankets all over the place. Do they have the big the big uh, bed bed sized sex mirror on the ceiling? <laughs> no. Darn. The what? Why would they have that? I mean, why not? You know. I mean, it's traditional with, like, circular beds. Oh. Yeah. It's it's like... Okay. Yeah. Sex mirror? (laughs) (laughs) It's on the fucking ceiling. So that you can look at the sex. You know. Oh, man. You You can't buy that. You have to have that custom made. I, I can guarantee you, Edith just, does not have one of those. I gotta say, beyond any of my other concerns about sex mirror, my biggest concern about sex mirror Besides is that, the like, <laughs> is that, like, you'd have to be very careful about affixing that. Because imagine, like, uh, any situation it's, it's where totally it falls. Worth it. Totally worth it. Some Final Destination shit happens. Everybody dies. <laughs> Anybody and everybody in that room is dead now. I'm willing to make the sacrifice. <laughs> okay. All right. Fuck. Um, so, Ian, if you did not sleep well at all, this, mm-hmm. in, in addition to just in general, it being louder and having less blankets and colder than what you're used to. So you were just on the ground through the sleeping Cold, bag. hard ground. It didn't sleep great, but you, you, you slept better than you might expect in that situation just because of how much exhaustion you were riddled with after your previous day. Uh, you wake up to the sounds of a truck puttering along, uh, heading from out of the forest, uh, echoing through the trees, and eventually pulling to a stop with squeaking very loudly as the brakes are applied um, and being shut off. And then you hear the car door open and slam shut. And then you hear a... Oh, what, what the fuck is this? What do you do? Is it is it Tom's voice? Like, do I it, recognize it? Yeah, it seems to be Tom's voice. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peek my head out of the tent. Uh, you peek your head out and you see Tom's truck uh, parked about as unceremoniously as it was the first two times you walked to his cabin. Just kind of parked randomly in the field. Uh around the hill on which his cabin is built. Uh, he is standing in front of his truck, and he is staring directly at you as you, you unzip the tent and poke your head out. Uh, and he goes, uh, was it Enif? Right. Yeah, I'm just going to nod. <laughs> uh, 
he he takes a look at the fact that only your head's poking out of the tent and goes, er, do you need a moment to to get decent, or did you want to come out and talk like not a tur- a scared turtle and a large man? <laughs> I'm assuming Enif. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Enif just like conked out, dressed and all. So I think I'm just gonna go out of the tent. All right. So you you pop out and uh, Ranger Tom uh, kind of motions towards his cabin and goes. Maybe we can uh, get you warmed up in there. You you look like you didn't have that great of a night. Uh, come along. And he guides you to his cabin and opens it up. And you hear a noise of startlement as you see into the cabin. And you see over by the counter making a pot of coffee a uh, smaller man than Ranger Tom. Not that that's saying much. Uh, with... Just very messy, wavy hair. Um, he's a he's a bit more, a sl- just a slightly bit more portly than uh, Ranger Tom, who's actually just you know obviously fairly athletic and powerfully built, as it were. Um, and he goes, "Oh, hey Tom, uh, who who's this?" And Ranger Tom goes, "Hey, uh, hey Frank, this is Enif. They're helping me with." The wolf issue we got here, and uh, Frank goes, "Oh, okay, official ranger business. I'll uh, I'll just be uh, back there. Uh, you guys, you know, I'm pot of coffee here. I'll uh, be in the back." And he putters off to somewhere else in the cabin. You hear a door open and shut. Uh, ranger Tom kind of motions towards the the t- one of the two seats around the uh, small dining table he's got set up, and uh, says. You you wanna 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 cup? Um, I I prefer tea, thank you. He kind of goes hmm, and uh, you you hear him start just like open up a cabinet and just start digging through it and like just flapping through it and just throwing stuff to the floor, oh, and God. Uh, eventually he him. pulls out from the very back. Uh, you see he. You see, just as he pulls it off, just a small strand of like cobweb pull off it, and he's got like oh, this God. little box of like really cheap looking um, tea mix, and he goes, "Uh, I think this is Earl Grey. Is that coffee tea? You said tea. That's yeah. That's that's perfectly that's perfectly good. Thank you. Okay. Mm. Uh, and he goes and pours himself a cup of coffee, and he brings back a mug full of hot water and the tea mix, and just goes, I'm really we don't really do that here <laughs> i'm just gonna you know put the put the tea bag into the into the uh water and deal with it <laughs> like, as just, is. Oh, you, okay I, I do know one thing and he gets back up and goes and less chaotically pulls through a cabinet and pulls out a, a spoon and brings it over to you and hands it to you oh thank you <laughs> all right so did you when did you set up that tent um it was Late, late last night. I don't, I don't remember what time it was. Gotcha. I don't honestly remember the last time I checked in. I was uh, scouting around all last night, and he chugs like half of the cup of coffee in one go. It's gonna be another rough day today. I'm hoping we can put this whole thing to bed, but this thing's been as elusive as fuck so far, so I don't really know what all we can do you guys get any more information any updates 
not so much on the creature, but there's definitely some weird magic going on around here. I'm trying to figure it out. You mentioned the rogue spellcaster, I believe. Uh, yes. I Did you find of, out anything more about them? I flicked through the reports. Doesn't look like... If there's anyone here that's not supposed to be, obviously they're not going to be in my list. I ran to both campsites and, and did a mental check to make sure there was the right number of people in camp. Uh, there's no more. I do have a short list of names here um, that are people who are newly registered. I'm going to go ahead and discount one Jason Rogers because I think that's one of yours. Yes. Uh, besides that, we've got, uh, let's see here, and he, he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a small notepad and flips through a few pages and just goes, we got, uh, Livy Sharon, Marnie Isidore, and Lamb Walterman. Hmm. And have you met any of these people in person? Uh... Haven't really exchanged some any words with them. I didn't want to, you know, if they're trying to hide amongst general populace, if I start asking around about them specifically, they might, uh, I don't know what they'll do if they think they're being discovered. Um, can't say I've ever had to deal with a rogue spellcaster before. Usually it's the smaller creatures or the winged creatures that can slip slip over and around the barriers but that's the most i've had to deal with um does your list specify which camp each one signed up for let's see here livy and marnie let's see here those two are in the same i think those are both in kit carson Okay. And the last one, Lamb. Lamb is over in Davy Crockett. And are those adult volunteers or? Those kids? are all adult volunteers. You said hmm. it was possibly a crew leader or something like that. So yeah, I only pulled them. I don't really have too much information on any of them. Just the basic information they logged in with. The Campmasters would probably have a little bit more detailed information in their files, but again, I didn't want to go asking around, alert them, and maybe they went running or tried something drastic. That's a good call. He uh, he nods and uh, he he reaches down for his coffee, and as you uh, a as you watch him, you actually see the, the the sleeve of his shirt pull off, and there is just a. A, a bl very bloody bandage on his wrist. And he takes a sip of his coffee. Did you, uh... Did you get in a fight yesterday? He looks down and goes, Oh, oh yeah, this. Uh, may have had a run-in with the monster. Just a small little squabble. I, you know, I, I, I scared it off with a shotgun blast. It went a little awry but it saw that it was, i was a little more armed than it was prepared for and it went off running where did you encounter it off in the deeper woods about oh, to, uh, pretty late at night around the trail that leads to the silver mines F of course <laughs> fucking course 
That's our plan. We know it now. We gotta go die at the silver mine, everybody. So, so what is it with these silver mines? Uh, they're mines where people used to mine for silver. What do you mean? I mean, is there anything, um, is there any reason that a monster would want to go in them or go towards them? Uh, go ahead and give me an investigative mystery. Which is sharp. Yeah. Let's see if that upgrade did anything. It did! Nine, which gives you one question uh, from the investigative mystery list. Um, which I think might be what was it going to do since you were just trying to ask what it would be doing with a silver mine. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Or... Okay. Yes. Um, so you tell And then I can also, I'm also allowed to ask what magic was done here if that's at all relevant. All right. Uh, you ask that um, question uh, what was it going to do? Basically, you, you talk with Ranger Tom and you kind of have a little bit of a back and forth as you discuss your individual learnings about the monsters from his long experience of basically just trying to keep them out. He hasn't done a great deal of fighting them uh, because the wards have usually done their job for anything that was actually properly dangerous um, and your, you know, more upfront experience. And comparing notes, uh, one that especially stands out to you is you're running with the Dryad, whose first target was a lumber mill, uh, a place which specialized in cutting trees down, her one weakness. Uh, and it leads you to believe that these monsters, intelligently enough, might be going after areas where people might be able to get a hand on their weakness or exploit their weakness easily and clear them out before uh, any resistance can be made. So what was it going to do? Try and keep people out of the silver mines by killing anyone mm. who's nearby it. Um, that is what you get from that. What magic was okay. done here uh, while you're just kind of sitting there just trying to get a read for the situation talking to Ranger Tom and Enif being their typical semi-suspicious self is just kind of trying to read off if there's anything that you maybe Ranger Tom isn't saying. And you do actually sense... Um, Somewhere in a central location of this lodge, you can't really uh, target it specifically, but you, you sense that this lodge is probably protected by very similar magics that are protecting the edge of camp. Okay. Uh, and Ranger Tom goes, So yeah, I guess if what all you're saying is right about monsters, what you've dealt with before, yeah, it might be a very classic werewolf. Silver might be the, do the job. Hmm. Only question is, how much silver? I don't, if it is kind of like a werewolf, I'm assuming it seems a lot more powerful than just an average werewolf. Yeah, I can't say for sure. Um, I'd keep my eyes out for other clues. It's worth knowing that that silver mine's been out of production for many years now. It's probably falling apart pretty heavily so if you were to go there for silver i'd i'd you know keep my head on a swivel be uh keep my out for any canaries in that mine uh the most you'll probably get out of that mine at this point there's probably ain't gonna, obviously ain't gonna be any ingots or ore but you might be able to get some good silver dust out of there hmm. the good thing though is that i think we were able to seal the wards before 
I'm hoping only one got in, but it might be a good idea just to keep our eyes out if there's more than one. It couldn't hurt. I, I mean, we do have a uh, report of another wolf, but that one seems to be docile, according to the campers what met it. So I guess that wolf might have just slunk in and is just lost and a bit confused. I don't... I'm going to go ahead and say that they were probably exaggerating a bit about how domesticated it seemed, because that's fucking wild, but I well, think... There are uh, the chances that they might have just encountered a, a regular wolf, which honestly probably wouldn't be much of a threat if it was just a normal animal. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is a regular wolf might have just slinked into the territory. Maybe it followed our monster thinking it was the leader of a pack. I, I'm not quite sure. I, I honestly don't know how much of a influence on the regular workings. You know, normal animals. I've seen some weird shit in the time I've been ranger here. Hmm. Have you... What other magical things have you experienced here? I mean, I've dealt with the odd malevolent pixie. I've dealt with just the weird mushrooms that make the animals go crazy when they eat them. You know, just weird shit that gets by the wards. Fungal spores aren't really blocked so so well. If things can fly high enough, they get a bit above the ward's protection. But, again, most of it's been, like, Flyswatter took care of them pixies. Oh, that's good to know, I guess. <laughs> uh, and at this point, you hear the, the door in the back open again, and you see uh, Frank poke his head out again and goes, Oh, oh, you're, you're still here. Uh, okay, I'll, uh... And then he walks back and you hear the door close again. <laughs> oh. uh, Ranger Tom goes... Yeah, if you'll excuse me, I I, I need uh, some time. I need at least an hour of shut eye before I continue my my watch. It's been a long half week or so dealing with this wolf snooping around. I've I've barely gotten more than a couple hours sleep a night, so I'm gonna go try and grab some of that. Uh, have you have a uh, Kernunos go ahead and walk me if he's got any more problems? I talked to him a little bit earlier today. Uh, the lockdown has been uh, lifted thanks to the reports of that docile wolf. Uh, if I keep the lockdown on, they're going to start questioning what I know, and the panic might rise, and we've, we've discussed what that might bring to my camp. Of course. Thank, thank you for the tea. Of course. Uh, sorry, it's not a little more fresh. And he gets up from the table and uh, starts heading back to the same room that Frank seemed to be hiding out in and goes, I trust you can let yourself out. Yeah, uh... I'm going to go ahead and, uh, Enos going to go ahead and finish that tea and put it in the sink and then, um, and go ahead and head out. Um, and then, um, I want to try and call, uh, Kernunos. Uh, Kernunos, you are, you just texted Baron telling him he needs to kill you, um, and are waiting for a response from him, uh, to whatever news, because he was already on his way to a rendezvous to talk about you scaring a camper, uh, before you learned that you might need a little bit stronger of a trick to make this work. 
as you're waiting for this response, uh, your phone begins ringing, and you see that it is Enith on the other end. Hmm. <laughs> don't, uh, don't answer. Immediate, immediate can, cancel I call. Like, I wonder how long we're going to be doing this before that joke's where it stops being funny. <laughs> um, he answers, and, uh, hello? Uh, Kronidos, um, are you guys okay? Yeah, we're, um, we're alright, uh, Right now, I just heard from Tom a few moments ago that they're going to lift the ba- uh, lift the lockdown. So me and Ben are going to try to figure out a way to keep that up. How are you going to do that? Uh, a little bit of theatricality, I think, is uh, what the situation calls for. Okay. I'm, all right. I'm just going to... Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I spoke with Tom earlier, too. And um, he might have a lead on a spellcaster. Oh. Uh, he said that he looked up, a, there was a list of newcomers, and, you know, your name was on it, but we knew it's not you. But there was two other names, three other names on it. Um, Livy something, Marnie, and Lamb Walterman. And um, But Livy and Marnie, he said they're at Kit Carson, which I'm pretty sure that's the camp you guys are at. Hmm. Yes, um, maybe I can have Isaac look into them. What were the names again? Livy and Marnie, and they should be adult volunteers, so just, if you meet either of them, just see if they're acting strange. All right, can do. If you see them, maybe you'll be able to feel a magical aura coming off of them. But mm, good point. whoever that spellcaster was, they were strong. All right, I'll, uh, I'll take a look. Okay. Um, and another thing, uh, Ranger Tom said that he saw the, mo- uh, the monster last night and scared it off and that it ran towards the silver mines. It's, it seems really similar to what the dryad did when we, um, were fighting the dryad. I think silver is going to hurt it. We might need to go into those mines. All right. Um, I'll relay that information. We'll make it happen. All right. Um. Am I just supposed to stay out here in the woods by myself, or can I come back to camp now? Uh, I would wait a few minutes. Okay. I guess... <laughs> and Edith just kind of looks around, and he's like... I, ge- I, I guess I'll just pack up and walk around. <laughs> Alright. Bye. <laughs> and Edith just hangs up. <laughs> Alright, at this point I'm curious what Baron's response to that text was that he presumably responded during that conversation. Um, I text him back, um, kill you, like, for real? <laughs> for realsies? <laughs> for realsies, broski? Real, real human death. Um, real actual emoji, kill. emoji, tombstone emoji. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's gonna send a follow text and be like, I, I don't you're, you're like a god. I, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I love how ready Baron is to just murder his friend if his friend wants him to. <laughs> I mean, now, Baron, that. is that that you can't do it on moral grounds or on, like, religious grounds because he's a god? <laughs> Baron, Baron is a whole is a full ride or die. I think he's just he's confused like... <laughs> overall. It's like, okay, a god just asked me to kill him. Yeah, let me just take out this, like, fucking... 
sanctified sword and stab you in the fucking back or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, Kratos. Kratos, you got those blades ready? Yeah. I could use them. Easy, bro. Is, Kr- is Kratos in your pantheon? Uh, no. Damn. <laughs> nice try. Damn. Um, I think Kratos just texts him back, uh, no, not really. But I need your wolf form. Let me just borrow it. <laughs> Take you need it, to borrow your please. skin for a little while, dude. <laughs> I just want to see it. Uh, uh. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah, I'll text it back. Just be like, "Oh, okay, of course. Yeah, because killing you would be impossible, right? Yeah. All right. I'm on my way to the meetup uh, outside the woods. I'll be there shortly, and we'll discuss a plan. Alrighty. Um. Kernunus finds Isaac. Isaac has been found. Who did fall asleep <laughs> when he didn't mean to. The if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> I mean, you, you've chatted this morning. I think you, you, you were uh, okay. breakfast. Yeah, we were awake this morning. Walked off to, I think you walked off to go walkie the, the ranger uh, yes. after you guys grabbed breakfast this morning. So you probably just head back over to where we were having breakfast. Alright. Um, Kernunus pops over again. And says, uh, I just spoke with Enif and Baron. Um, Enif said that one of the the spellcaster that attacked us last night could be one of the adult leaders for the campsite. This campsite or the other one, the Davy Crockett? This one. They're among us. It all makes That's sense. Possible. Um... Okay. Do we have any leads? We have some names, uh, but we'll need to figure out if they are spellcasters or not. Uh, Mani and... Um, Livy. 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 Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I can, I can... I mean, I'm a, a camper. I'm wandering around. This is my first week. I could certainly... Um, try to track them down and see if maybe they have any kind of aura of magic ability around them. Um, or if anything, they're probably going to look a little bit out of place if, you know, they are here for (laughs) evil purposes. Yes. Um, I'm going to go meet Baron to, uh, try to come up with a way to keep the lockdown in effect. Um, if you could look for them while I do that, uh, that would be killing two birds with one stone. Got it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, just let me let me know when you figure out that plan. Um, I'm sure it'll be a, a great plan, and I don't need to ask anything further about whatever this plan is. So, I'll. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I, I will not be taking any follow up questions. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I'll text you when I find out more. Excellent. And I think Kernunus would literally just walk away. That seems to be his MO so far. That's literally how I end all my conversations at work. <laughs> to the trees. He is going to go for the trees. So Kernunus <laughs> heads on over towards the latrine and then walks around the back and into a tree and pops yep. up right where Baron's wandering through the woods a little ways off. Hello. Ah, God. <laughs> really, I wish there was a warning sign for that. It's, but yeah 
Okay. Big flashing neon sign that just says Kernunus <laughs> is approaching to go like a like a loud alarm like woo 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 woo. I think that'd be more startling than him just appearing. <laughs> All of a sudden, the tree like lights up and it's Kernunus walks up. It's like a lights up like a goddamn Christmas tree. <laughs> Every time this happens, you end up walking to a small clearing with a bunch of uh, trees marked with doors, considering all of the different holidays. And one is just marked with just like Celtic markings and opens up, and Kernunus kind of is there. Hey, it's a- me. Along, along with Sandy Claus, just kind of like walking out. And she goes, Ah, great, great. Uh, you, you go back through your door. And, oh, Baron! <laughs> I, I think Chris is implying that Santa is a god. He's implying that he's. Isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Saint Nick. <laughs> he does know when you're sleeping. I mean, it sounds to me like he's doing a crossover with, like, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. <laughs> it can be both. It can be both. So right. if in that, All like... Right. Back, to, uh, back to D&D. No, no, I want to hear what Jessica has to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, with that logic, does that mean Jack Skellington is also a god? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he is He is already. Like, that's yeah. not a, a logical leap. <laughs> he he is the pumpkin king. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's All right. Now now back song. in D. Now back to D and D. All right, Baron. So they've put the camp out of lockdown, and we need them to wrap that up and put the camp back on lockdown. Um. <laughs> so, I think the best way to do that is to scare everyone into thinking that they need to leave. Okay. Uh, I think the best way to do that is for you to viciously maul me in a campsite. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to viciously maul me. The best way. Okay. So, I mean, do you want me to, like, actually attack you? Or, I mean, do you I get... think if... I don't, I don't have any, um, any alternatives. I think you do need to actually attack me. You don't got, like, a bag of ketchup or something like that hanging about? Catch... Ketchup? The, oh, the like the red bottles at the diner. No. <laughs> you got it. I'm so proud of you, buddy. You eventually <laughs> you put it together. Um, okay. So, I mean, I guess we do this for real? Do you want me to, like, actually attack you and, like... I mean, I think... I think, yeah. We, I need to bleed. Alrighty. I guess we can do that. So we should probably do this as soon as possible. Yeah, we need to do it before the campers start to leave their camps. Okay. So do you want to just kind of like walk back to the camp and I can just follow you, attack you, yeah. maul you, and then run away and regroup afterwards, I guess? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, what has Isaac been doing? Isaac is going around to find um, any of the adult volunteers that he is not already familiar with um, and trying to strike up a conversation with them. Okay. Um, (laughs) sure. (laughs) All right, so um, just go ahead... And for the sake of making this interesting, uh, go ahead and give me a slash roll 1d6 on, on roll 20, and it will determine which one you end up talking to first. Unless you have any kind of, like, categories you're looking specifically for. Um, someone who would match 
the description that Enef gave, so... Which was a name. <laughs> I mean, I know the names. I don't think I can... Oh, I could. I can go up and say, hey, are you named Livy? Or, hey, are you named Marnie? Um... Oh, you mean, like, the description of what the person looked like that I mentioned before? Yeah. Okay, so I would okay. assume, like, 30-year-old, and they were probably female, I think is what I recall. Mm-hmm. Um, or I could go to Campmaster Herrero if he is around and maybe ask him, like, my dad's friends with Livy's husband and wanted me to tell her that they were going to meet for bowling next week. Can you point me in her direction or something like that? But I think it's probably just better to go up at random. You are just going to walk up to the first person that you can locate that matches the in their thirties woman description. Yeah. All right. So you end up walking up to someone. uh, She is chatting uh, with who you can only presume is their, uh, is her child. Uh, a young, um, a much younger boy, um, looks probably just around like, like middle school age, um, kid, uh, who looks eager, um, and nervous and just ready to get on the day. And as you approach, you hear the woman saying, yes, it it was, it was probably just, uh, an, the St. Bernard again, or another dog. You have nothing to worry about. You can go have fun with all... You make a bunch of new friends. And, uh... Oh, oh, c- c- can I help you? Um, oh, hi. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, this is my my first time at camp here, so I'm just trying to kind of get my bearings. Um, it seems like your, your, your son is a little bit nervous about the lockdown. I kind of was, too. Um, maybe he and I would be buddies. We can do some of the activities together. Um, if he's, you know, looking for a friend. Uh, she gives a big smile and then turns back to, to her son and just goes, you hear that, Bernard? Uh, th- th- this, this kid was also a little nervous. He can, you can, you know, make new friends. Uh, what, what was your name? Uh, my name is Isaac. And yours? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I- I'm, I'm Livy E. Sharon. Hi, Livy. Nice to meet you. And Bernard. What a great name. Bernard um, looks very nervous and, and uh, kind, kind of like averts his gaze as if he's nervous to meet your eyes. Hmm. That's okay, yeah. I, like I said, I'm a little nervous too. Um, insight check. Do I sense anything um, with my ghostly powers about Livy? Do you um, have a ghostly power that does that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you do. You've got tune in, which lets you look at the monsters. You got hunches, which lets you. I can see invisible things, especially spirits and magical influences. Ooh, so magical influences. Magical yeah, influences would, would count it. Uh, I think. No, you do not. You you are kind of like looking around the area, and Livy seems to be uh, clean of any kind of spirits or or magical ways which I, I i'm sure you have at this point a decent amount of experience seeing just from hanging out with enif so much mm-hmm. who's just chock a block with magical influences oh yeah mm-hmm. huh, um, okay. yeah you don't see anything uh livy smiles and just goes bernard do you want to do you want to in- properly introduce yourself uh, say hi and uh bernard actually like turns away and goes okay well maybe maybe later then i'm gonna <laughs> Maybe we'll we'll see if we can't get you a little bit of a, a little bit more bacon, and and we'll uh, we'll get the day started, huh? Uh, and she gives you a smile and was like, "Goes, it was nice to meet you, Isaac." Yeah, you and too. Take starts, care. 
bustling uh, Bernard off towards the breakfast tables. Adorable. Um, okay, so it's probably not Livy then. Um, the only other lead I would have is Marnie. Um, you, I get. Uh, I'll, I'll just uh, hustle this along because mm-hmm. n- now that I remember that Sight can do magic influence, you began looking around looking for another uh, appropriately aged woman, and you, uh, from across the camp this time, now that you, you, you've kind of you know, had a control point to look at, uh, you spot a woman uh, wearing a, a full uh, junior camper, like adult leader uniform, speaking to a, a younger, a younger, a little bit older than Bernard was, but still a younger little girl, um, probably just starting high school at the, at the oldest, uh, also wearing a full junior camper uniform, and you, you see her talking to the, the little girl very sternly. And you just see the, the, her, her radiating uh, energy is much in much the same way that Enif does. Okay, um, I feel like that's probably her. If it is, though, I don't really want to give myself away. Um, I'm gonna go over. Is Campmaster Hero around? Like, uh, yeah, he's um, I he's think always just... around. Yeah, I mean, like, is he super close by? <laughs> always he's, there uh... for you. Christ. <laughs> I think he is. Uh, At one talking... point in the middle of the night, he did whisper through the side of your tent. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you woke up, and the moment you woke up, you hear a voice say, "Hey, Isaac, can't sleep. I can help with that if you want." God fuck! Huh? <laughs> what the hell does that huh? mean? What Chris the hell does that mean, Chris? Chris, I got melatonin. All right, good recovery. <laughs> That's fine. He's there for good me. recovery. He's got my back. All I'm imagining is, is Isaac sleeping and Herrero just like t posing in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was imagining, in my opinion, more horrifying. Isaac sleeping, and then just in the darkness, he sees the shape of Herrero's face just imprint itself from the outside of the tent into oh the canvas of the tent. <laughs> okay, so I was envisioning, I was envisioning the shadow on the wall of the tent, and then once they're like a hand reaching under the flap. Oh my God. With a bottle, bottle of melatonin. <laughs> Isaac is not the thing that Toby has to worry about at night. Secretly, it's Camp Master Herrera. It's Camp Master Herrera. I just come around all the tents with a bottle of melatonin just in case any of the campers have a little bit of trouble. You know what the craziest thing about it is, too? That he actually offered that to every single camper simultaneously. <laughs> it's very efficient. Complex series of mirrors. <laughs> oh my God, no. All right, yeah, no, but Camp Master Herrero is uh, in the camp. He is, uh, you see him actually towards the edge of camp talking to uh, one of the uh, adults wearing the, the staff uh, shirts uh, that you saw when you were exploring with Ternunas yesterday. Okay, I have a plan. Um, I'm going to approach Marnie, who, or at least who I think is Marnie, the person that I identified. Um, yeah. uh, hi, sorry, are you Marnie? Um, she gives you a fairly sharp look that quickly softens into a smile, and she goes, um, y- yes, uh, who are you? Oh, I'm a camper. Um, Camp Master Ferrero <laughs> sent me to come get you. <laughs> so convincing. Um, to help him, uh, clean up from breakfast. I think that it's the next time for the, it's time for the next shift. Um, he wanted me to come find you. She raises an eyebrow and 
kind of looks over at Camp Master Arrow talking to the staff and goes, I didn't think, and I need you to roll manipulate someone. You right. can do it, Isaac. I believe in you. What is that, charm? Yep. Mm. My zero charm. none of y'all are good at. Nope. Let's do it. I feel it. Yeah, oh, oh, no. <laughs> Literally as don't bad as you could have no. rolled. I don't feel it. I could really use a distraction right now. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Baron, kill me. <laughs> you got it. Oh, boy. Um, Isaac just screams, Camp Master Hurrow, I need you. <laughs> he, like, rips his shirt up like, and he's like, it's time. <laughs> I like to just imagine. materializes in front of him. <laughs> it's like, I'm here. I'm always here for you, Isaac. Literally the almighty so of, like, Camp Masters. here is what happens from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she continues, I don't think I remember being told... And she looks at, as she's looking at what came out of she, she kind of like closes her eyes and seems to concentrate as so if she's like trying to remember something for a second and then opens her eyes very abruptly and you hear Iris gasp. Uh, and you follow her eyes and she is staring straight at Iris. And she goes, mm. she, she then looks back at you and just goes, you must be mistaken. Maybe you should go find someone else to bother and her face is deathly serious you're right maybe yeah maybe he said barney instead uh i might have had the wrong person sorry to bother you i'm gonna hightail it out there all right you head on out of there and you hear iris say as as you are moving away uh go uh, she, she looked right at me isaac what have we gotten ourselves into? I, I, I don't know, but I I don't think as a ghost anyone can directly harm me, but I'm terrified. I don't blame you. Enif, you have presumably packed up your tent, right? Mm-hmm. I've packed up my tent, but I'm trying to figure out, hmm, what I should do. So I, uh, I'm, I've been pulling tarot cards while we've been doing this. And uh, Enif pulled uh, Wheel of Fortune, which is like taking action and movement and destiny and luck. And then they also pulled the Ace of Cups, which was a chance to indulge yourself in what makes you truly happy. So Edith's going to head on to those silver mines. Oh. Oh. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. This was not how I was expecting this to go, but all right. Um, yeah. You head um, out of the ranger's cabin area and you get back to the main trail. Uh, and it is at this point that you, you do see a lot of the staff members kind of milling between the single family uh, sites. And you do see a, the occasional like junior camper wandering out of Davy Crockett. Once again, they, they are in their full outfit. Um, they are no longer wearing their full backpacks for the most part, because they're, you know, just wandering through the campgrounds and their full backpacks pride back at the site. Uh, but most of them have like, small day packs and the occasional one you you swear are wearing like entire utility belts <laughs> um and you eventually 
uh, from memory start heading to the silver mines. I'm going to need you to act under pressure because you are like the one person who does not have a map of camp uh, handy. Who does not have what? You don't have a map of camp handy. No, I don't. Also, out of the map of camp that I'm looking at as a real person, um, where are the silver mines? Uh, they are past that big red X in the b- top right corner. All right, thank you. Um, so okay, go so... and give me an act under pressure to try and, from memory, follow the map that you've seen a couple times, uh, both in person and on other people's uh, phones. Unless you have a better... That's yes. a nine. Yeah. Uh, so that is a mixed success. Uh, so you w- start heading out there. Uh, it you you take several missteps and and wrong turns along the way, just like trying to head down paths and realizing that they are not the correct paths. Um, I think at one point you actually uh get down the right path going there, the one that's like next to Teddy Roosevelt, and then you turn right and end up back on the main path through camp and go, wait a second, oh no, and have to head back. Uh, mm. You do eventually reach there, uh, but by the time you get there, it is probably around noon, um, and your phone is dying. Hmm. Well, it's not uh, really much place to charge it anyways. <laughs> um, in the woods. But yeah, you, you actually reach, uh, before you get to the silver mines, uh, the, the trail uh, abruptly stops at uh, several signs that say, warning, do not enter, and a big old fence. Um, I think it looks like it used to have barbed wire, but a lot of barbed wire has kind of fallen and rusted off. Um, it looks like this fence has not been very well maintained, and you see a number of like sections of the fence that have been cut out, looks like by wire cutters, or just from the, the uh, ways that time breaks things down. Um, I'm assuming you just slip on through. Absolutely. So you slip on through and you follow the path after the fence. The path becomes just overgrown with briars and the like, uh, catching and and tearing at your pants a bit as you, you make your way. But eventually you do make it to um, this this cliff face uh, with a, a lots of like old rusting mining equipment laying about it and a big entrance into the uh, silver mines themselves with even more signs that uh, warn you of the dangers of entering. Um, did I get a f- flashlight? Do I have a I flashlight? I think Baron's got the flashlight, so no. Mm, but in my handy-dandy pack, I do have candles and matches. So. You do have those, yeah. Um, you have less matches than you used to, though. Which is fine. <laughs> Still have There lunch. are so many. There are so many. Um, so, yeah, I'm assuming it's really dark in there. Yes. Okay. There is, in fact, no light after mm-hmm. the first, like, several feet. I'm going to uh, go ahead and take whatever the longest candle I brought and light it and go ahead on in there. All right. You start heading in there, uh, your footsteps kind of echoing around this dark tunnel uh it branches off into as as it heads downwards it begins to branch off down several seams as they they go looking for actual uh, veins of silver you see a few um like carts not like full-on mine carts on uh, racks but like smaller like wooden carts just for transporting small amounts of uh, product uh some of which have like loose uh as ranger tom mentioned like loose silver dust just hanging out in them 
Um, as you're going through, you do hear the occasional eerie noise. Uh, sounds almost like uh, a a pick uh, slamming into rock very rhythmically. Hmm. Okay. Um. And if I like, I hold the candle out. I look around myself. Is there anything I can see? Is there any um any leftover silver chunks, or is it? Just like totally abandoned. There's mostly just like the the residue, the, the silver dust that's hanging out in the in these bins. Um, you do not see anywhere in like the first amount of space that you've moved through any actual leftover silver. Looks like any moderate or usable amounts of silver have been taken out of this place to actually be used. Mm. And then. Um... Are there any pickaxes or anything like that lying around? Yeah, there's like rusted pickaxes. Uh, a few of them are, are not in super bad condition. They're just fairly old and covered in dust just from like dirt and the like shaking from the ceilings and, you know, just from laying there. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and get as many um, usable pickaxes as I can. And you said there's silver dust? Yes. Okay. Um, I would like to um, see if I can... Basically, what I'm imagining Enif doing, and you can tell me, stop, if this is not something that you think I can do. What I imagine Enif doing is I'm going to uh, enchant a weapon and enchant those pickaxes by basically putting them in the silver powder and, like, you know, like how you would bread a chicken breast... (laughs) like breading them in this silver dust and enchanting the weapon so that the silver basically um like magnetizes and like gets stuck to the to pickaxe as like a fine layer of silver around it all right i i will say this um this is easy easily one of the less whack ways you try to use uh (laughs) use magic i definitely think there's a, a really strong argument here for enchanting the weapon trying to use the silver as as a sort of like base for the magic and also using it to empower the weapons um you sprinkle it on as you channel the magic the the silver begins to stretch out and flatten along the um the surface of the weapon and in these intricate angles and runes that just form of themselves as you cast this spell uh and you gain this pickaxe um that is now enchanted uh with use magic, you can now put in your inventory a two harm plus magic uh, pickaxe. Uh, but I I just remembered I'm ge- getting a little ahead of myself. I need you to give me that plus beard. I was about to say I was like, am I not supposed to roll? <laughs> like, it's been a while since like. Darn! I thought we could get that one for free. I was about to say I was like, nobody say anything. <laughs> you got it anyway. That's a twelve, hey, okay. so you're fine. Nice. Yeah, um, so what would you, you say? Um, what did you say the properties were? You said plus two. So it's it's two harm. Okay. Uh, close because you can kind of swing it pretty far with it. Um, messy and magic. Okay. Uh, and you have two of those. I think that's as many as Enif could comfortably carry in any stretch of the work because pickaxes are heavy. Okay. So all right, I got pickaxes times two. Um, and then, so I got these two pickaxes and then, um, I want to take some of the silver dust with me. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if I have a container of something. 
You might have like a, a vial of powdered other crystal. Knowing, yeah, things. I don't know if there's a, a crystal that's typically carried powdered. Oh no, I'm sure I have something like some cr- like dried herb or something like that. So, um, Enif's gonna served powdered, huh? Best served powdered. Best served powdered. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Enif's gonna take um a like one of their jars of like a more common herb that isn't really that hard to get back, and just dump it out and put a bunch of silver dust in there and fill it up right. as much as possible and you know seal it and put it in their bag sounds great as you are doing this that rhythmic um picking at the the walls becomes louder and seems to be echoing from every angle great i'm thinking that's my cue to leave um so i'm gonna take those two pickaxes and my candle and uh skedaddle on out of this uh this mine because i think i've overstayed my welcome all right go and give me an act under pressure that is a seven so that is a mixed success uh uh, you are trying to make your way out and then one of those carts uh that that has scattered around uh seems to roll of its own accord and knock you down and you drop the vial of silver dust and it begins bouncing down deeper into the mine um just rolling down uh you could either go and try and get that back dealing with whatever might wait down there or you can leave it behind i still got the pickaxes right yep (sighs) what a waste of a jar but i'm just gonna take what i got and i'm gonna go all right so you you get out of there otherwise cleanly you hear the 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 tink tink of the uh glass uh container rolling and bouncing deeper and deeper into the mine echoing more and more as it goes and uh as you, the moment you step into the sunlight, the rhythmic picking against the walls ceases abruptly. I just look back at the at the mine, and I'm just like, I'll be back for that silver. Don't you forget it. Karninos and Baron. Yes. Karninos, yeah. <laughs> you have just recently left Baron behind uh, a short distance away from camp, enough that like no one's going to easily spot him if they aren't specifically looking for him. Uh, and you wander into camp. Do you have any kind of cue for Baron to follow, or is it more of just like a countdown? Uh, I think it is a not a, a, a cue, not a sign. But, like, Baron is in wait somewhere, and um, Kununos is going to, like, basically make himself, open himself to a t- attack, if that makes sense. All right, sure. Uh, so, Kununos, you head into camp. Uh, you, very shortly after you come back, you, you, you spot Camp Master Alila just regarding you with scorn, but obviously the lockdown's over, so he can't really hold you to anything anymore. Um, and so he quickly makes himself busy with something else. Uh, no one else seems to really notice you walking back from the, the general vicinity of the latrines. Because that would be weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do? <laughs> uh, so Krununos checks in to kind of like see, I'm assuming breakfast has been cleaned up already. Oh uh, yeah, it's in the process of being tidied away. I think there's probably like left some leftover like bacon left out just in case anyone any stragglers want some. But I think like the eggs have been cleaned up and all the pans are being he washed. Will, he will take a piece of bacon and eat it. 
as he grabs the bacon, you look over at the people who are cleaning, and you see one person wearing a, uh, a name tag that says, Hello, my name is Barney, as he washes up the uh, dishes. <laughs> God, oh, God damn it. God. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't get it. Isaac thought he, as as the excuse as to why he was talking to Barney, he was like, oh, sorry, maybe I meant Barney. Oh, okay, who... okay. <laughs> sorry, Chris I thought it was reference it. to, like, somebody you guys knew or something. I was like, <laughs> who the fuck is Barney? So, Karen, you are munching on some bacon. Baron, what are you, what is your plan? Um, I'm kind of waiting for him to... I can't resist attacking a man while he's eating bacon, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's something comedic about that. Um, Baron abhors violence, unless it's against a man eating bacon. <laughs> he's already committing violence. It's true. This is for the greater Baron's good, Baron's secretly though. a vegan, unless it's <laughs> specifically humans How dare eating you eat that bacon? Meat. How dare you? This is how the pig felt. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, yeah, I'm kind of waiting for him to be in like a position um, where he's kind of in the open, but not like there's nothing in my way, basically. I'm like waiting in the wings kind of of the woods. Um, I imagine there's like a there's some woods that are close to the campground there. Yeah, um, so are, are you like making your way a little closer in your wolf form, ready to spring once the moment arises? Yeah, I'm kind of prowling a bit to kind of keep under i'm in stealth mode basically gotcha after a little bit of prowling forward and trying to like get a good glance and it's a little difficult to do that while also remaining out of sight it is you know feral it's probably like 10 in the morning at this point on this point of the timeline mm. um and eventually kenderness does kind of wander out into the middle in a spot that's easily seen by anyone in the camp uh munching on the last of his bacon all right, and I'm going to kind of break into his friends after Kronunos. All right, uh, you break into that sprint. You hear several shouts as you break out of the woods, uh, a few screams, um, and Kronunos turns, presumably puts on a surprised face, and then you launch yourself at him. Give me a kick some ass roll. <laughs> okay. I'm going to uh, give this... A weird spin since you are specifically trying to put on a show um if you succeed well i will co- let you do less harm and if okay. you do badly i'll make you do more harm <laughs> okay that makes sense all right me... because it's you trying to make it look as bloody as possible without causing any real damage Alrighty, here we so yeah, go give me that kicks mess it is a nine on a mixed success i'm just going to give it to you. you deal exactly what your harm is um so your harm for claws i imagine you're going with a slightly less uh yeah two lethal options that is two harm minus kernunus's armor obviously uh as you turn to it people are screaming at this point there is mass pandemonium as people just run about the camp run away from from the wolf um i i think you can see like Camp Master Herrero is frozen in shock, uh, and then immediately just goes, "Everybody to the, to South Shane Post, get over there immediately!" I'll try if if maybe I'll hold it back. Um, just, Isaac, what are you doing? He just T poses menacingly. The wolf does not come near. That's my only weakness. Uh, Isaac, what are you doing? <laughs> I am 
confused yeah, because didn't I didn't know that's the plan. Yeah, so as far as I know, <laughs> I'm seeing Baron actually legitimately attacking Kernunos. Uh-oh. And I am concerned and worried um, about that. Iris is also screaming, it's worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah, I think that I might actually not figure out what's going on. I think I would be too much in shock. Um, Which is on brand since Cornunus is supposed to be your father. Yeah, my father figure is being attacked in my camp. um, By your uncle. By my (laughs) uncle. Infighting man. They got beef. Yeah. My brother, you have betrayed me. No. Et tu, Baron. (laughs) God. I don't think I... Okay, so in character, I think that if I had a power that would happen as, like, a instinct, like, response, that I would use it to try to fight off Baron, but I don't think that I have anything that would have that effect. You could try Um, telekinesis. Yeah, wouldn't Iris reacting for you, kind of? Yeah, Iris might. You could try Um, telekinesis, that'd be plus weird, and you could be trying to, to, to move it, as it were. When you fling something yeah. with your mind, yeah, you're right. I think that 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 you're right. I think that seeing sudden sudden panic of seeing a wolf, I I haven't seen Baron like I think up close in his wolf form. Like I'm not super familiar with him, and I do know that we were also fighting an actual evil wolf, although it, it did have more eyes. Yeah, um, I mean, but the, I th- Bar- Baron looks remarkably like the other he wolf. He didn't have time um, for paper mache. As long as the, yeah, like the other wolf doesn't have all the eyes open at all times. In fact, most of the time they're closed. They're closed. Um, yeah, so I think that I would. You, you, Isaac might not actually be certain that this is Baron. No, I don't think I know that it is. I think I would probably try to attack him. And you're right. I think telekinesis probably would kick in. All um, right. Give me that plus weird roll then. Four. Cool. I just had that up. So on a miss, something goes horribly wrong. Yay. Right. <laughs> Yay. Um, and I think because this is very instinctive, very abrupt, like very panic motion, mm-hmm. uh, you just like through your connection with Iris and both your panic welling out together, just send like a, a shockwave straight forward at, um, at, at both Kendrick and Baron, and they both go flying. <laughs> Um, just through the air uh, and the strain of this uh, Isaac you you take one harm just from the the mental strain of this this psychic explosion that you just let out Uh, and both Kernunus and Baron just slam into a tree Um, Baron you take two harm Kernunos, you take two harm and then an additional harm as Baron falls on top of you Um, so so those are two separate instances so you only take one harm thanks to your arm uh, so how? What about Baron's attack on me? How much was that? That was two hundred. So, well. yeah. so you've taken two okay. total from this uh, situation. How much your armor? Is. Okay, cool. I am not dying yet. <laughs> That's good. Um, I am dying. You um, took a decent amount of harm from a lot of things. Right. You fought a couple of spellcasters, then you uh, unquenchable vitality, and then you got shot in the ankle, and yeah. then you got bandaged. Um, if you want to go ahead and say that Baron probably used Unquenchable Vitality between the arrow and, like, meeting everyone, I'll let you roll for that now, if you'd like. Because I think yeah, he would have done over, that thing. Either that or overnight, yeah. You probably yeah, so go ahead and give me that, uh, right, Unquenchable Vitality. That is, uh, weird, I think. I think no, it's cool. cool. Let me just double check. I just always assume it's weird. It's cool. 
Is it cool? Wait. Oh, it yeah, is cool. cool. Wow, that's kind of weird. Now that I think about it. Where's my cool? On a seven through nine, heal one harm. Yeah. All right. All right. So you guys have now collapsed on the ground. I think with all the panic, um, Herrero is the only one that sees uh, this situation. And Isaac, you see him rub his eyes and uh, spot you as he is trying to figure out what just happened. And he goes, Isaac, you need to get back to the uh, Sal's right away. What are you doing? And he uh, runs over and grabs you and starts dragging you towards the trading post. That's fair. I don't. Um, I don't think I'd fight that. All right. So you you head with the rest of the like behind the rest of the crowd with Campmaster Herrero as they all begin running. A lot of them screaming back to uh, South's trading post. Baron and Kernunos. Baron, you are on top of Kernunos. Um, How far did we actually go? You got launched. I'm gonna say about 50 yards. Oh, okay. It Excuse was me. Di- yeah, it was a big blast, fueled by raw panic. Thanks. Um, I was like imagining like, like a three-yard nope. bump no. into a tree. I, I, I was, imagine that, yeah, like a like a it zoom. It was pure panic. Lesson of the day: make sure again. Isaac knows what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, really Baron, as you are getting up and you are, you know, shaking your head, the wind was knocked out of you, and uh, you, you your 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 brain was jostled in its skull. I need you to go and act under pressure as you feel your dark master welling up. Oh my god. That's this arc. Nine. All right, that is a nine. You are... Y- you begin just... Y- you start snarling, and, and, and your jaw starts slavering. You just start dripping drool all over Kernunos' face. And you can see Kernunos, uh, his, his eyes are just freaking out. His people are just, like, freaking the fuck out. And you can tell that he is struggling to retain control. Uh, it seems to be frozen in place because of it. What do you do? Uh, well, yeah, what do I do? or what is going I, Either one. Oh, okay. So I don't think you can do I, much right now. Kroninos yes. needs to ham it up because he was just attacked by a wolf and evidently thrown across the room. <laughs> and that needs to... That That is sort of the plan. So he's just going to start screaming. Okay. Great. So, maybe Bar- for, maybe for real in a few moments. Oh. Baron, okay. th- this 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 person below you, this 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 enemy of of, of the, the forces you serve, this this blasted infernal divine being that's been trying to trump you at every turn is screaming and at your mercy. What do you do? Um, I think. Baron not having control, but like trying to wrestle it at the same time. Um, I think it's gonna like. I imagine I wounded him like a scratch across his like chest, I guess. Yeah. So I like to imagine that he kind of has his paws on top of that and just kind of like digs his like claws in a little deeper to his his wound. All right, give me that kick smash again. That is an eight. Uh, with the struggles of fighting off your master, you try and just cause a little bit deeper of wounds than you've already caused, um, and you 
reach up your claw, and then you just instinctively dig your teeth into his abdomen and just bite down hard for three harm. Um, Kernos, you feel his teeth just dig straight into you, biting well past your armor, and are, are you just find yourself in in real actual terrible pain um, you are are bleeding pretty badly at this point and Baron yeah. seems to be having more and more trouble controlling himself I've taken five harm um. what do you do Kerninus? Baron is also not too great there's no one in the area anymore you are both bloody and fighting each other next to uh, the tree that you collapse into I think it's actually this tree is like cracked somewhere halfway down its trunk not enough for it to fall over but like it's not looking great uh into the tree he goes that's fair and uh Kroonanos just kind of like rolls backwards into the tree and teleports to Enith all right that's a good transition um the timing's gonna be a little wonky but we'll ignore it because it's more fun that way <laughs> um We'll say that that whole fighting situation loading up to it took a little longer. Uh, so yeah, at the situation as it stands, um, Baron, you are bleeding. Your mouth is full of blood, um, and you are um, struggling with control of your body. That struggle becomes a little easier once your prey vanishes, once this, this thing that has just been uh, stopping you at every possible turn uh ceases to be there your drive to commit violence is gone you don't see anyone else to turn it upon and you find controlling returning to your body uh but with that comes the rush of pain from your injuries and isaac you have been dragged into the south chain post it is cramped full of everyone from camp uh there's a solid 50 people crammed in the space that fire code probably allows at most 20 um and then enif you are exiting the mine carrying these two pickaxes cursing about the fact that you lost one of your better vials uh when carnunos arrives bleeding worse than the last time uh, oh my god you saw him what the hell i like hold on i want to i want to just like i I feel like we can we can make the scene a little funnier Mm -hmm. enif comes out of the mine and literally falling from behind a tree carnunos just like Flops on the ground, blood splattering everywhere. <laughs> what the fuck? Curse blat. He makes the noise. Cronunos, <laughs> is that you? Uh, what? Yeah. What? Oh, Enif immediately like puts down everything and like crouches down. What the hell happened to you? <laughs> I got. We got the camp locked down again. What? What? What the hell happened to you? We got locked down. Put back on. Okay, okay, all right. Um, Enif immediately just tries to start to heal him. All right, give me that plus weird roll. That is a mixed success, so you have to choose a glitch. Um, I, I'm going to take one harm, because I don't have that all much. All right, so you uh, hover your hands above Kernus and find the wounds um, just difficult for you to pin down. These, these wounds are just all over. He is very badly hurt. And so you just in order to do a quick hack of a heal, just directly inject some of your life force into him, uh, causing you that one harm and and restoring him by one harm, Uh, which brings him to a little more uh, vitality. 
as you guys both hear the crackle of a, a slightly muffled um, walkie-talkie just going, Um, Kunos, I think, just, like, slowly pulls the walkie-talkie out of, like, his back pocket and just flops it on the ground. And he hears it gets put on. Kunos, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Kunos, are, are, you, are you there? Um, I, I, we just got a report of a, of a wolf attacking Kit Carson. Co- code red. Kunos, are you there? Um, Enif's gonna pick it up and, and, uh, and push the button. Uh, we're, we're here. And you can hear in the background, you can hear the sounds of the truck just hauling ass over, over presumably the dirt roads. Oh, he goes, I, 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 uh, I don't know what to do. I, I, I might be able to use your help. That thing is, is mighty nasty. I'm, I'm getting there as quick as possible. It's, it's, it wasn't the creature. It was, it was one of us. Um, it was my idiot of a partner here and my other idiot of a partner trying to, you know, cause a little bit of panic so that we could get a lockdown again. And something went wrong. But I, I, my, my, um, my partner's hurt, but I, I don't think anybody else is. Hopefully. There is a long silence on the other end. And <laughs> eventually, uh, Ranger Tom does come back on the other end and just goes... As dead as a walkie-talkie can go. Oh, great. What were you two thinking? It... It was just supposed to be a little bit of a show, but... Baron snapped again. Okay. Um... I'm gonna... I'm gonna try and heal him a little bit more, because he seems super dead. <laughs> also, gravity broke for a little bit. That was confusing. Also, what? I don't think... I don't think Kroonus knows how that happened. Yeah. Um... I think you've done as much as you can do at the current moment as far as magic goes, but I think you do uh, go ahead and start bandaging his wounds with like the supplies you have, like the herbs and mm-hmm. the, the unguents and the et ceteras. Uh, and so Kerninus does heal one additional harm from first aid. Um, but yeah, Enif gets you at least back up to like not going to immediately bleed out situation, but you are still have several bad gashes that are, already soaking through the bandages they've applied yep okay well where where's baron is he still there if if he's still there and tom attacks him i think he's still at the campsite <sighs> okay um should we go back i don't know how do you how are you feeling uh not great um okay i think kernan is like stands up at this point, and just kind of like very, very, very pained, stands up and kind of like props himself up against a tree. 
so Baron uh, Kuninos basically military rolled out from under you into the tree uh, that you were cast into. Uh, and as mentioned, you feel your Dark Master's influence uh, wane a little bit. And then you fear, feel it flare up a little bit, not quite as badly as it was, as you hear the roar of a truck uh, speeding down the path towards camp. What do you do? Um, I think Baron's really upset, but he's still in war form, wolf form, so he's going to let out like a really loud howl kind of thing. Um, and then he's going to be getting wandering like further into the forest. Because once again, he's not content with being near people because then that's he fair. thinks he's going to hurt him again. Yeah, that's been a pretty high track record, yeah. Uh, you just take off into the woods as uh, you take a glance back and you see Ranger Tom's uh, truck literally do a, a fishtail into the uh, uh, camp and he, he jumps out of the truck before it's fully stopped. Uh, f- just panning his uh, shotgun around the trees around him, um, seemingly looking for you, but he doesn't find you because you've already made your way out of the camp. Um, you, you at, at, as he is fading from sight, you see him uh, toss the shotgun back in the truck and start making his way towards the trading post. And you make it into the woods uh, enough to to lick your wounds and go and just give me another unquenchable vitality roll. That is an eight, so you heal one and stabilize again. Neat. Um, Just barely managing to stave this all off. How how far away is Baron's house? I know it was close, but I don't think it was like that close, right? Uh, Baron's house is probably close enough that you could make it there with in an, probably like a half an hour of running in your wolf form. Okay. It's it's decently close to the camp. Okay. Yeah, I think Baron's gonna actually like. Go back to his house. I'm just going to go home and get gonna... back to my job as a carpenter. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm done with this. I'm just take my anger out. I'm building a fucking chair. I'm going to... just hits his phone with an axe and goes, now they can't call me. <laughs> and only Jeff knows where I live, so they'll never find me. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Uh, but yeah, you, you head back home. Um, Isaac. You are cowering with the entirety of the rest of the camp. There is a lot of scared uh, muttering. You you hear some people are like on their phones calling panically, presumably to their parents or other authorities. Uh, Campmaster Herrero and Campmaster Leela are trying uh, very much in vain to settle everyone down. It doesn't seem like there's much that can chill everyone out until the front door to South's trading post slams open. Uh, Ranger Tom stands his massive form silhouetted in the door uh as he walks into the light of south trading post you can all see his face is red with rage and he looks around at everyone on their phones and just goes all right okay it's clear we have a situation did anyone make any social media posts or anything like that. And there are a lot of hands raised. And he just goes under his breath. I think, Isaac, you are one of the few people close enough to hear this. He just looks around, looks, puts his hand in his face and just goes, Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>